welcome to the Family Travel Podcast by A Big Peachy Adventure, where we help families plan their adventures, whether it's for a week, indefinite, or anywhere in between. No matter what your budget, we bring you hints and tips from the experts, inspirational stories of families who are living their dreams, as well as must-see highlights from places that we and our guests visit. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of A Big Peachy Adventure, the podcast for travelling families. Uh, we're still here in Old Bar. Uh, thought I might as well give a quick rundown of the best places here if you ever are in this neck of the woods. Uh, Old Bar's a coastal town on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. Uh, Chloe, our daughter, rates the beach here as one of the best she's seen in Australia so far. Uh, particularly because of the shells. So if you have a quick look on our Facebook page, uh, you'll see a lovely photo uh, with her lining up all these different bright and colourful and different shaped shells along the beach. Uh, I think it's pretty spectacular. Um, other than that, the must-see here in Old Bar happens to be a cafe slash bar slash hotel called Flow Bar. Uh, Natalie's obsessed with the chair pudding, uh, the kids love the banana bread here, and the coffee is definitely a five on the a Big Peachy Adventure 5 out of 5 coffee beans rating scale. Uh, on top of that as well, they have live music, which is pretty cool, and the hotel upstairs, they actually have themed bedrooms, so if you want to stay in the David Bowie room, the Dave Grohl room, the Pulp Fiction room, uh, that in itself is actually worth checking out, so check out Flow Bar and Old Bar, uh, <laughs> a lot of bars there. Uh, anyway, today I'm excited, um, Natalie not so much, to have David Atkinson uh, on from Battery World in Launton. Uh, in conversations with Battery World, uh, I asked, uh, you know, I'd really love to speak to someone about uh, all things batteries. And this was the guy they put forward. Uh, David has an absolute wealth of experience and I can understand why they chose him. Uh, he knows everything related to batteries inside and out. So if anyone uh, is either planning on camping, uh, they already have a setup and they have batteries, this episode is worth checking out. I know I learned a lot of things and hopefully you'll learn a couple of things too. So without further ado, here's David. Uh, good morning, David. Uh, welcome to A Big Peachy Adventure. Thank you, Michael. Uh, glad to be with you. Just uh, so our listeners know who you are and what you do, can you spend just a moment telling us about your background with uh, all things electrical and 12 volt? Sure, Ken. Um, look, I, I left school quite a few years ago now and, um, and started an, an apprenticeship with the uh, State Rail Authority of New South Wales. So I did a lot of um, industrial and, and you know, some, some stuff on some you know, railway work at mines in, in New South Wales. Um, after I after I uh, gained my apprenticeship, I I left that and I joined the Air Force for uh, 20 years as a musician. So I did a lot of, um, I suppose, electrical and uh, audio and you know, technical sort of stuff. So I've always had a bit of an interest in technology and, and those sort of things. When I when I stopped doing that, I, I saw an ad in a in a um, magazine for a battery world franchise, and I, I talked one of my then friends into um, opening a business up with us, and we we opened one up in the west of Sydney in Penrith, um, and we traded there for well, seven or eight years, um, and we sold it about you know, two or three years ago to another uh, gentleman who's uh, continued to run the business, 
Um, I moved with my family up to Queensland, where I am now in Launton, and uh, took over this store about, about three years ago. Lo- I love batteries. I love battery world, and it's been a, um, you know, every day is interesting, I must say. One of the things about batteries has just blown my mind since I've got into the whole 12-volt and camping thing is just the amount of choice there is out there. And I know I've been looking at getting a new deep cycle battery recently, and it wasn't just about the size and everything, but, you know, there was the whole AGM versus gel versus lithium batteries. Um, what are the main differences between those types of batteries? Okay, um, well, I suppose traditional batteries, like a traditional wet cell battery, it's been around for um, 100 years or so. Um, it hasn't really changed a lot. Um, I suppose the first major sort of improvement on that would have been um, about 20 to 30 years ago, um, quite a few companies made uh, like a gel style battery. So instead of having a, a liquid electrolyte, they, they had the electrolyte in a, in a gelled form. So it, it was a way of trying to keep the active ingredients better on the, on the plates of the batteries, particularly in deep discharge, because when batteries lose voltage, that's when all the components don't uh, you know, stay together as well in that sort of um, chemistry or you know, the, the matter that stays within with on the plates. Uh, I suppose the newer newer version of the gel battery, or it's the same sort of technology as an AGM battery. It just stands for absorbed glass mat. So uh, it's still got a it's got a liquid electrolyte that's poured within into the battery, which um, soaks into these um, spongy separators that, that once again try and keep the Active ingredients, particularly on the plates of the batteries, in, in deep in, in deep discharge, they also were able to to make them much more vibration tolerant than than the traditional wet batteries because of you know the construction of them. Okay, so for a typical um, person driving on a highway, would you recommend a gel over an AGM because of the anti-vibration type thing, or isn't well, it that relevant? Look, a gel and an AGM battery should have a similar amount of um, Vibration tolerance, but they're much more vibration tolerant than a wet than the traditional wet battery. Uh, the, the the biggest difference that I see between a, an AGM and a gel battery is there's there's only um, a couple of true companies that make the proper uh, you know proper gel batteries. There's a um, big company in Germany called uh, Sunshine, um, and they've got some other spin-offs. Um, a company called Hopperkey makes some uh, like tubular standby batteries. And there's an American company called um, East Penn. Um, they make them under, they make their batteries under a few different brands. But in Australia, um, we have, although I suppose the main brand has sold their gel batteries under is a company called GelTech. Now, the, the benefit that they have over their over AGM batteries is they've generally got a, a better cyclic life at a, a, a deeper discharge. So they're almost like a super AGM battery, but they um, they generally don't have as much capacity per case size. They're generally more expensive as well. Okay, and uh, when we're talking the lithium batteries, uh, other than they're being made of lithium, what's, what are the main differences there? Okay, so lithium battery as a, as a storage means, because uh, you can get different batteries made for obviously starting and storage and, and you know, dual purpose of batteries, but just as a storage battery, so they used to you know, deep discharge um, you know, many, many cycles. So if you look at a... Uh, like a normal lead battery, we, we always try and recommend people use a maximum of about 50% depth of discharge to get a good cyclic life. So you know, the amount of charges and discharges that you can get out of them. If you look at uh, like every every company that sells their lithium batteries, you know they probably try and advertise as best they can. But 
just something I've got here from one of our suppliers. They they would say that a, a bare lithium batteries at a state of 80% depth of discharge, so that's you know, pretty much taking a lot of capacity out of them, that they're good for greater than 2,000 cycles, where they say the equivalent lead battery at 80% depth of discharge is good for about 320 cycles. Yeah, that's that's the big that's the biggest difference. So you can you can actually have less amp hours in in lithium batteries and get the same the same sort of output. So um, you know, say say you had say you had um, 200 amp of, of lead acid batteries in your in your vehicle, and they might they might weigh around about 60 kilograms. If you had maybe 150 or 140 amps of lithium batteries, you're going to get the same usable capacity to get you know to get with regards to depth of discharge. And, and they might, you know, you might be down around the, you know, 20 to 25 kilograms. So that's that's one thing, particularly in caravanning um, with weight restrictions. You know, a lot of people like that initially. Yeah. Okay. And um, because they're small in terms of the weight, I'm assuming they're much smaller in terms of volume as well. If you haven't do, if you've got more depth of discharge, you need smaller batteries. Uh, is there much of a size savings as well as a weight saving there? Look, there, there is, um, but uh, once again, a lot of the companies that make um, back, like the lithium batteries as a lead replacement make them in similar size case sizes because um, you know that's the restraints and the and the fitting areas are already sort of in the caravan. But um, and there's there's also a lot more in within the, the battery than there would be in a lead battery. Um, there's protective circuitry. There's um, you know, monitoring of how they charge. So they're a very complicated animal. So lithium batteries. Um, don't like charging as a as a series string, so you've got a certain amount of batteries joined together to make normally a 12 volt battery. Um, so with a lead battery, we charge you know from the they're all two volt cells joined together to get 12 volts. So we charge from the you know the series string with the lithium batteries. Um, when they charge, they charge they call it a balanced charging action. So it charges each group of cells within that battery. So there's a lot of there's a lot going on inside that case that you know, gives it that life and, and also the safety about it as well. Okay, that, that sounds pretty good with the lithium. Uh, when we're comparing, say, the AGM versus the gel, um, are there big differences in the pros and cons between, say, the depth of discharge or the size and the weight and the longevity between those two? Look, you, you, you've probably still got a similar um, way of looking after them. Um, some gel manufacturers will have a, a different charging um, Regime like they might have a slightly different um, maximum charge voltage that they they would recommend to get a, a good life out of them. Um, uh, I suppose a, a good use for for gel batteries that we see is um, um, a lot is mobility scooters for um, you know, for our retirees that, that um, still plough their way around our streets. Um, that a good quality gel battery will because you know, they're normally using a lot of the capacity every time they use them. Uh, a, a good quality gel battery will last. Outlast an AGM battery pretty much most of the time, like in depth of discharge and, and cycle rate. Um, another good use for the gel batteries uh, is a lot of the, uh, the you know the professional fishing sort of guys, you know the the, the bass boats and things like that. They'll either have the ones that have the big uh, gel batteries generally uh, will get a higher cyclic rate than a than a similar sized AGM. But um, yeah, most of the batteries that would be sold into our market these days, particularly caravans and campers in that dry cell style battery would be generally an, an AGM battery more so than the gel simply because of cost and there's a lot more companies, um, particularly you know, Asian companies, making an AGM battery as opposed to a proper gel battery. Okay, well it sounds like the lithium batteries are definitely better than the gel, which are definitely better than the AGM. Um, 
Would you say that the more expensive types are worth it when you weigh up um, the greater depth of discharge, the longevity and everything else? Uh, or is the average person just better off uh, replacing the cheaper ones and just doing it more frequently? Do you get more bang for your buck if you spend the money up front? Look, I, I suppose if you look, look like someone like yourself that's doing a, a longer trip, you know, they're using uh, probably using a lot more battery power than than some someone that might be uh, caravanning you know, half a dozen times for you know for a long weekend a year. Um, but I suppose the weight saving would be the would be the biggest thing. Um, but but the the cost is uh, you know substantial. If you look at a um, like for a hundred amp lithium battery compared to even even a two hundred amp lead battery, you'd be looking at probably probably twice the cost to get you know to get that hundred amp lithium battery compared to a you know, 200 amp battery bank and a lead acid battery, but that you're probably going to have, you know, possibly uh, three times the, the the life out of it. So, you know, the the cost the cost is is a factor. If you can see that you're going to get the um, extra use out of them, you know, in the end it could actually be cheaper to go the, the lithium path. And um, you made a good point before as well. I mean, if you got a 100 amp lithium, if you could get 80 amp hours out of that compared to buying 200 of the AGM or gel and you could only get, say, 100 out of that, you may actually be getting almost the same amount of usage but three times a life. So I can see how that might actually be better off buying the the lithium straight up. Um, Just out of interest, what would be the main mistakes that people make um, in terms of the care of the batteries or how they use the batteries? And uh, does that differ much between the different types? Yeah, sure. Um, Look, we see see a... Like coming up to to popular holiday times, we see a, a massive spike in in people bringing batteries into our shop, either ones that they've bought from us or or ones that they've had uh, previous that are you know in a in a very poor state of a particularly poor state of charge. So um, you know they might might bring them in. There, you know they might have two or three volts on on a battery, and they and they might not use the the battery for twelve months. Um, more than likely, that that battery's you know, even if it had been only you know a couple of years old. It's probably if it is rechargeable, it's going to have a, a capacity loss, um, and that's if it is rechargeable. So sometimes you know we we fight to try and get things charged up um, as best we can, uh, but it's not always the case. So it's it's a very very important fact that we always try and um, you know uh, educate as best we can the people that we sell our products to that, that the best way to get a good life out of any battery is to have a good maintenance program. Um, and that goes from a, you know, a, a quad bike that sort of sits in a, on a person's farm or in the in the shed or a, or a jet ski that's only taken out once a year, right through to a you know to a, a many thousand dollar um, uh, worth of batteries in a in a caravan. You know, it's, there's always a good way of looking after a battery, and there's always a way of not looking after it. So, uh, and that sort of goes down to the quality of the charger that's connected to it as well. A lot of chargers don't always look after batteries as well as um, they could. Uh, they might have a poor sort of maintenance mode, or maybe they're just not working as well as they used to. I mean, if, you, if the charge is you know, five or ten years old, it's you know it's probably not as efficient, or it might not be uh, functioning as well as it could. So, leaving the caravan sitting in the driveway without being plugged into the mains for a month or two at a time is a big no-no by the sound of things. That's right. Look, you could you could you know ninety percent of people might not have any issues. There might be you know might be isolated well, but you know there's there's always the possibility of it not working, and you know the caravan manufacturers and the you know the engineers that design these things, you know they're you know they're you know they're designed to be on 
power all the time. That's you know, the ch- that's what the chargers, you know, particularly if they're a you know, quality modern charger, that's what they're designed to do. Uh, on top of the uh, making sure that you've got a good maintenance schedule and you're keeping some you know maintenance mode uh, with the batteries, are there any you know myths or misconceptions about um, looking after your batteries or just the different types of deep cycle batteries in general? Yeah, look, I, I think the, the biggest myth that we, we come up with is um, the old don't leave your battery on a, on a cement, um, you know, on the cement in the garage. Um, batteries are a funny thing. They're, they're very, very much um, reliant on the ambient temperature or the temperature of the battery itself. That's why uh, we have a lot of... Uh, everyone thinks their batteries fail in winter because of the cold. Well, it's, they don't actually fail because of the cold. They just don't, batteries don't work as well in cold climates as they do in a, you know, a, a medium sort of more a moderate sort of climate. So um, um, once batteries warm up, they generally start working better. So um, you know, you probably you could probably find that in the caravan. You, know, you could probably talk to people on your travels around that have been in a, you know, a in winter in the you know the southernmost parts of the country, um, and they their capacity might be down as much as uh, you know, between 10 and 30% as opposed to when they're in a, you know, so they're at you know, the middle of summer on you know, around about Port Macquarie where it's, you know, it's you know, 25 to 35 degree ambient temperature, the batteries would be working you know, much better. A lot of chargers also adjust their, adjust their charge voltage uh, for, for temperature as well, so that's another you know, important thing as well. Okay, so it's not so much about the cold making your battery discharge, it's just not operating as well when it's at a colder temperature. Yeah. Is there any bad advice that you commonly come across out there related to um, batteries that you just tell people to ignore? You know, I, I don't know about bad advice, but there are some, look, there's some things that we, we, we've noticed more in the last couple of years that, um, that we haven't sort of had issues with before. Um, a lot of vehicles now have... Um, um, smart alternators, or, or you know, they don't they don't charge they don't charge their car batteries to 100% generally because cars are designed just to you know, keep the battery charged to a point where when they turn it off, it's, it's got enough power to start the car again, and the the electrical system keeps the car running. With that in, in um, mind, you know, you've got um, a lot of people with uh, you know, large battery banks and caravans that are you know, many many meters uh, past the you know, the charging system of the car. Um, relying on a pretty much an inefficient charging system to to keep their batteries charged when they're travelling. So, a lot of caravans now, or a lot of um, you know, I suppose after fitments are adding DC to DC chargers to their caravans. And what that does, it's a DC to DC charger is simply a like a 240 volt charger, but instead of being powered by 240 volts, it's powered by 12 volt DC. So it it's a completely separate. System that doesn't join the batteries together. It's it's just powered by the by the car. So it then charges the batteries in the same sort of fashion that your 240 volt charger would be when you pull into your you know, powered sites. So you're getting a, a, a proper charge set up for the size of the batteries that you that you're travelling with, and also the type of battery. So it's, you, know, you adjust the voltage to suit what battery bank you've got in your car, be it lithium um, or any of the lead acid styles. Okay, that's um, that, that's that's interesting. Maybe we can do another show just on um, 12 volt battery setups in general and talking about charging and everything for your caravan. Um, just out of interest, and a big question uh, that I'd like to know is, what batteries do you run with personally? Okay, look, I I'm, I haven't been I haven't been camping for years. I did a lot of camping when I was a kid, and we we had no batteries back then. You know, you'd have your, <laughs> yeah. um, you'd have your, your primer stove and your little um, you know, your little Primus 
you know, gas lantern and, you know, I suppose the only batteries we had were in, were in the Dolphin torches. The, the ones, over the years, the ones that I, if I was setting a caravan up myself, um, you know, obviously lithium would be quite attractive, but from what I've seen over the years in the lead acid batteries, there's a particular company in, in America called um, East Penn um, Manufacturing. They make, I think they're, uh, I was once told they were the largest independently owned battery manufacturer in the world. They make, they make all sorts of batteries. But they make a particular AGM battery called a, um, we sell it as a, under a brand called an Intimidator. They're, where a lot of the Asian made AGM batteries are, have got charging issues in the way that they're, um, they're limited to the amount of current that they'll take, like their, their first in, uh, like initial current. So uh, a lot of people that might have big charges on battery banks to try and charge them up quickly can actually be, be hurting some of these Asian made batteries where the, where a lot of the American made ones, particularly is a company called East Penn there, what they call as non-current limited. So they'll charge at a very, very high rate. And I've seen those in particularly some commercial applications. We had a, a guy that had 200 amp of these batteries in his in his van. He was a, a tradesman. And over about a, a seven or eight year period, the, the batteries um, just lasted and lasted. Only ever charged from the alt motor, so not a great charging scheme. And he, um, you know, to me that's a, a great testament to the quality of those batteries. So if I was going to put batteries in a caravan that I'd had, I'd probably look at um, you know, some some of the American-made products in that, particularly the East Pen products, um, they are more expensive, but uh, reliably they they always said they last a lot longer. Okay, so the lithium, you know, the bright and shiny may not necessarily be the best bang for your buck. Sounds like that's a pretty good battery worth looking at. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess Dave, um, have you got anything exciting coming up at Battery World, and uh, how can our listeners find you? Look, I'll tell you what we have got coming up. We're like Battery a, a franchise business. Um, we're just one store of many around the country. So um, through our head head office, we're, we're developing at the moment a, a project to hopefully to um, advertise our brand, particularly caravan camping and and those sort of um, outdoor recreational um, shows. So um, we're at the moment trying to um, uh, purchase a an older model truck sort of thing, like a, a bit of an off-road sort of thing, and um, we're going to, um, with one of our stores in the Brisbane area, it's going to um, refit out with all of the you know, top-notch, uh, you know, up-to-date equipment, and it's going to, it's going to travel around the, the, the show um, trek as a, a bit of a demonstration and an advertising tool for us. So that's, that's an incredibly exciting thing from, from my point of view, because um, it's, uh, there's just so much new technology that you know, we really want to share with um, all of the good people out in Australia. I definitely recommend popping in and seeing Battery World there. Or... Oh, yeah, we've got our own, own Facebook page. Um, you know, just search for Battery World. Um, that will, should take you to our page. There's some, you know, a couple of pics there with um, some, some work we've done. and um, you know, we, we do anything that we can get our hands on to, even you know, down to um, you know, internal batteries and laptops. Um, I suppose hearing aid batteries... Uh, Excavator batteries, phone batteries, um, all the the camping related things <clears throat> like you know inverters, chargers. You know we can we can um, you know, support any products that you've got you know by testing them. Um, and we've generally got you know a good range of um, replacement, uh, you know not just batteries obviously, but you know chargers, inverters. Uh, we can tidy up wiring. We can do you know all of that and, and more. Well, excellent. What I'll do is I'll link uh, to your Facebook page in the show notes so people can uh, more easily find you. 
Uh, Dave, just wanted to say thank you very much for your time. Uh, it's been uh, really enjoyable, and I've definitely learned a lot about batteries, and uh, I think I'll know which one I'll buy when I need a new one. Great. Thank you, Michael, um, and please pop in on your travels. Will do. Thank you for listening to a big peachy adventure of families travelling full-time. What drives us is hearing of those we've inspired to simplify their life and take the first step towards their travelling goals. So please, if you get any value from what we're doing, the biggest reward we could ask is that you share this podcast with your travelling buddies. Don't forget to click subscribe and also please leave us a review. Five stars hopefully, but if not, that's okay. Please leave a comment and let us know what we can do better. If you'd like to connect with us personally or have any questions, you can find us on Facebook at A Big Peachy Adventure. See you on the road and happy travels.